Here we go. This we one's got, better. We got hey, I'm Luis. <laughs> nah, I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. That's right. And most importantly, we're here to have a good time with you. So go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Woo-wee. Welcome, Fonzie. <laughs> What's up, man? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Appreciate it. Good things are happening. Good things are coming. Yeah, yeah. Especially in today's Mo- episode. Momentum is coming along. Yeah. Um, you know what else is coming along? What's coming along? A haircut. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, we need a haircut. Uh, we need a haircut. Really bad. The other day we were trying to take some pictures and it was ridiculous. Not happening. Is yeah. it because we have we love our hats, man? And uh, you know, we every time I put my hats on, it's good luck charms, and you know gotta happen anyways what are we talking about today today we're talking about investing in web3 and the evolution of content how does content look in web3 oh that's That's a that's a question i've been asking myself a lot i've been trying to figure it out so i guess today today we're looking for some answers more importantly how do you connect that content into some mana some mula all right let's figure that out today but before do we have a sponsor Absolutely, guys, if you want daily content coming out, connecting with profit in your business, please reach out at BizRoseGo. There's a framework that we put in place in the last two years that have been like killing it for us and the people that we help. And we cannot wait to help you. So go ahead at BizRoseGo or contentsprofit.com. Just just come join. How, how about those turntables rather? I flipped it on you. Oh, that was beautiful. I, fl- I flipped the whole script on you. That was beautiful. <laughs> Guys, if you enjoyed this, please don't forget to follow us at this Rosco on Facebook, on Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe and follow Content is Profit in your favorite podcasting platform because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, we are dropping all new episodes for you to learn, grow, and share it with your friends that's right and if these episodes are giving you any kind of value please go ahead and share it with your loved ones at least with three people go ahead hit the share button right now that's right so ready Yep. we're back baby and our guest is back as well that's right today's guest was here on episode 189 oh yeah he's a total trailblazer on what we what the pop culture calls is a total <laughs> baller guys he has started and bootstrap a few companies to eight figures and now he's about to go to the moon as the ceo of nft tech which might or might not we don't know be going public Ooh. to the moon baby i hope you are ready to dive into this new world web 3 and discover with us what it will be like, you know, what is the role of content and how you'll be able to leverage. That is right. Please welcome CEO of NFT Tech, the Bachata Master himself, Mario Nafal. Let's go, Mario. <laughs> what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Can you hear me? Okay, is it echoey or is it fine? We're it's good. Fine. You're good. You're good. I know that. Uh, uh, cool, cool, guys. Good to see you again. You remember? You remember the bachata? That's why I'm in Morocco. I told you I'm in Morocco for three days. Dancing bachata, guys. Dancing bachata. Really? Is that, Dude, I would have never <laughs> thought there was like a bachata company in, uh, competition in Morocco. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you have to share the results and you have to share some of the content that you guys uh, put out there. <laughs> yeah, we did, it. we did a beautiful clip in Dubai. So we got like a bunch of nice cars. We went to the desert. 
and we did a click with one of the biggest DJs in Bachata, like drones and stuff. It looks like a pure video clip, music clip. It was insane. So I'll see if I can do one in Morocco. I'll send it out to you guys. Yes, we want to see that for sure. <laughs> Where, is that out? Is that in like post-production right now? Where can we expect that? What no, is no, that so launch? Production, production is done. Now it's the promotion before they launch. You know how music, they want to promote, hype it up before they launch it. Now it's in the hype phase. But... Um, You know how content works. You know, you got to drip feed it before the, the main event. You got to make, you know, squeeze that content, content distribution, have a lot of pieces of content from that one main video clip. Yes. So we're going through that process now. That's awesome, dude. I love it. And that is something that like stood out to me last conversation we had. Something I really, really like about you, man, is that you treat also this, I mean, hobby, a passion, right? With the same purpose that you treat your business right you're creating content around it you really want to show yourself like hey this is who i am i want to put myself out there and i absolutely love that man because a lot of people are just like either i use my content for my business or i fully use my content for recreational purposes but i feel like you find a good mix on branding yourself right i mean you That's the job of the CEO at the end of the day. You're yeah. putting your image out there. You are the image of the company. And I love it the same way how you like represent this and put your, your values and your, the quality on the content as well. So, what, yeah, I, I, I can tell you have some comments about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think any, anyone not, you know, journaling or sharing or, 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 you know, filming their journey and whatever their hobby is, you know, you're missing out. Like if it's, if it's bird watching, Film the different birds, and I'm talking about bird watching because I have a place in Dubai now. We get a lot of birds, a lot around it, a lot, and I want to get like the binoculars to start watching them. It's not my passion, but it's like a way to relax. And you know, if you're if you're a bird watcher, share that, share the different birds. If you're if you're kayaking, share. The, you know, my my uncle loves to scuba dive around the world. He's got insane stories. Like you know, once he saw sharks, once he saw like an old ship. Like and he's scuba dived, you know, insane hours all his life, and uh, most of his life. And I'm like, oh, cool, do you have any videos? He's never filmed it. I'm like, man, you're missing out. Mm. At the same time, I don't like scuba diving. I find it boring. Yet I watch these videos on Instagram. I'm sure they post it on TikTok too, on Instagram reels of um, scuba divers that film their journey scuba diving. It's like very quick. I found this, like random things. I found this, this interesting fish. I tried to pet it. It ran away. I found this little rubbish. I tried to take it out. I found a gun and I called the cops. Wait till the next episode to see what happens. Like, Three minute videos <coughs> and they're getting insane views. So honestly, if you're not journaling your, your hobby, yeah. You know, why yeah. not? Why not have an audience watching you enjoy what you love doing? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We yeah. have a friend that does spearfishing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's kind of like the way he's going. He's like, Oh dude, let me document spearfishing my adventures. Sure. And I was like, dude, Absolutely. Even if I'm not into spearfishing, that that sounds so cool, you know? Yeah, shout out to uh, to Carlos, man. He was like in New York in the stock exchange in the mix of all. And he's like, I am done with this life. I am going to go move to Florida and uh, document spearfishing. And he's been, you know, I think yeah. he's been planning some retreats and, and doing great. So shout out, Carlos, man. We love you. And stories like that, especially for, you know, business owners and things like, I remember having a conversation with uh, with this woman that had like a floor, floor business and uh, they were trying to figure out like how to create content to, to sell flowers, right? Floor, wow, I said it in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spanglish over here is strong. 
And uh, they have awesome stories of people that come into the stores and these like beautiful arrangements and stories behind the things and it's documenting those things that is going to set you apart. So Mario, obviously, thank you. And uh, you know, last time you were here, you were uh, based in Dubai. Now you're in Morocco, obviously. Tell us a little bit on like what, like what were you able to build to be able to like live the life that you live now, right? Because a lot of business owners out there, I remember we talked about the pebbles, right? Hitting the pebbles and having that security blanket uh, of your job maybe, right? And that's okay in certain aspects. So uh, since we talked in episode 189, what, you know, what have you continued to do, especially in this Web3 uh, new world that has been coming out? I think you have a bunch of exciting projects there. So what are these pebbles that you continue to like launch into the market? And uh, what what's been hitting? So so I'm glad you remember this because I mean, if anyone, you know, if you, you, don't, you don't have to watch my last episode. Just Google the pebbles and cannonball approach on testing different things for, for for the listeners, on testing different things and then doubling down on what works. Well, we had a pebble land on an incredible target in the last few months. Now I've been traveling for years. I've been traveling nonstop for what six seven years. And you know, after we spoke, I went on a tour, uh, you know, speaking at different events. I literally was speaking at an event every three days. I was mm-hmm. on a plane every two days for two months. So it's not always, you know, I don't always enjoy traveling that much. But when it's bachata, I don't mind it. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the, 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 you know, what got me here, and especially in the last, you know, recent pebble, well, there's one pebble that hit really well. And I've been in crypto for a long time, not long, but I've been in crypto since 2017. And um, one of my companies threw a pebble. Um, and it was incredible. Like the, the returns, I know we just doubled down when it worked, but the returns were insane. Like we were, there was a massive hype around what's called IDOs, initial DEX offerings, which are projects that launch a token. Um, and there was a period of time for like three months where um, over 95% of projects launching, there's like five to 10 a day, over 95% of projects that were launching, we're doing a 10X or more. That means if you put in $10,000, you get $100,000 or more out of 95% of projects. It was insane. Now, you don't get all of it out. You get like part of it and then the rest you get distributed slowly, you know, traditional, not traditional VC, but similar. Um, but still, like it was insane. And you put in 50K, you get 50K out and the rest you let it run route right for profit. And for an investor, these are insane returns. Um, so we just went crazy on this, doubled down, and it was an insane few months and it's still getting better. Now the returns are back to normal. You know, like you have one, maybe... 10% of projects that do a 10x or more, um, less, 5 to 10%, uh, which is more normal. But we doubled down heavily when it was doing really well. And now we're positioned in a really strong place where you know, we're incubating a lot of these crypto projects. We, we had a project mm. launched three days ago, um, that we, four days ago now, that we incubated. It's one of the most successful launches in crypto. So I'm having an incredible 12 months. Um, and you know, with NFT Tech, the other company I co-founded and I'm leading right now, so my focus is, um, it's at the forefront of this as well. It's incubating projects, and as we said earlier, it's it's uh, we're working to go public on the stock market very uh, very soon. That's our plan. Congrats! And um, that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, dude, hopefully I don't. I, hopefully I don't get sick of it and go speed fishing like your friend. <laughs> no, but look, like we have obviously the people that are you know, maybe, including us, right? Like we've we've we're no experts in this field of of crypto web three, like like many others, uh, researching and learning a ton. So like, what's like crypto and like NFTs one on one, like based on what you've you guys experienced, right? For those that are, might be like 
beginning their journey in this in this new world which we believe it's going to be like the the new standard like moving forward right like what's what's something like really important that everybody needs to understand when trying to understand this world okay so so what's really important for people to just 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 understand it it's insane how many people don't understand what web3 means or what the metaverse means or what nfts mean and just understanding them you're ahead of many people within crypto. I'll give you examples. And I think this will be very interesting for anyone listening. Um, I'll give you not examples, but I'll give you some definition. NFTs. When I say NFTs, most people have heard of NFTs. And when I say NFTs, most people relate it to collectibles and you know digital art. That's not even the tip of the iceberg. Genuinely, it's not even the tip of the iceberg. It's like saying, okay, do you own? Do you guys own any any art, like expensive art? Uh, if you count Legos as expensive <laughs> art, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look, look, look at this masterpiece behind us. Oh, come, on. come on! Oh man, look at that. over there. Yeah, my Ferrari over here. Uh, <laughs> but no, no. Oh, oh, there we go. Uh, no, not expensive. Probably in the terms that you've defined expensive. <laughs> yeah. So, and do you, do you collect like coins or stamps or anything? I actually own a couple NFTs. If you're like, if we can go there. <laughs> now let's move away from NFTs. Outside of NFTs, any physical coins or stamps? Uh, no, we yeah, were never we, like. We don't really collect. We were never like, yeah, collectors on that <laughs> sense. But we're familiar with it. Like we know people that that do it. No, but I'm glad you don't. Me neither. So yeah. that's the, that's the point I was trying to make. But do you own a phone? Yes. Yeah. Do you own a car? Likely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You own clothes. You own the mics. You own these things. Okay. Now, in the physical world, collectibles and art represent a very small percentage of what humans own in general. Mm. Very small percentage of the economy, relatively insignificant to real estate, cars, fashion, etc., electronics and all that. Well, funny enough, NFTs are not collectibles, are not digital art. That's not what they mean. NFTs are simply digital ownership. It's the concept of ownership now it's technologically possible mm. on the web. Before 2017, you couldn't, technologically, you couldn't own anything digital. Yeah. You couldn't. You might say, okay, my hold on. If I post something on Instagram, it's mine. If I post a video, it's mine. My emails are mine. No, emails are owned by Google if yeah. you use Gmail. And Gmail, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're perfect, my man. Yeah, and Gmail says your, those emails are yours. If Gmail blocks your account, they're gone. Yeah. Um, you can't move those emails from Gmail to Hotmail to whatever. They're, they're in Gmail. They're going to stay there. Your video on YouTube, YouTube says you own it. If you broke someone's copyright, they can remove it. You don't own You can own that video. You can't move it around. It's on YouTube's platform. You can post it on other platforms, and then those platforms own it. Your photos are owned by Instagram. Um, and then banks controlled your money online. The, the money was within the bank, and the bank said you own that money. If you send it to someone else, they have centralized technological um, processes and systems built to move that money from one place to another yeah. and ownership from one place to another. Because without that, you can't have it like in the physical world. I can give you cash. You take the cash. It's yours. There's no bank in the middle that says, okay, this cash has moved from this hand to this hand. But don't need that because uh, you know physics allows you to give an object to another person. But that wasn't possible on the web. Now it's possible. What I mean by this is 
NFTs, non-fungible tokens, allow you to own something, whether it's collectible, whether it's art, whether it's a spaceship in a game, whether yeah. it's your identity, whatever it is, you can actually own it in the web. It's technologically possible. You don't need any central entity that says you own it. And you know what I mean? Like you have things in your wallet, they're yours. No one can, if you lose your private key, they're gone. Why? Because no one owns them. No one can take them away from you. Even if you copied something that is copyrighted, you can copy whatever you want because they you own them. It's like you're drawing Elvis Presley on a piece of paper and putting it in your pocket. You're drawing Mona Lisa and putting it in your pocket. So now you can own things on the web. So if you think of it this way, collectibles represent a very small percentage of what we own in the physical world. Well, the same is going to apply in the web. Collectibles are going to represent a very small percentage of what we own in the web. Yeah. What are, and then someone will be like, okay, Mario, and especially entrepreneurs right now, and they will move to content. Okay, Mario, what does that really mean? What, what else can I own? You can own digital real estate on various metaverses that we'll touch on later. You can own assets within a game, but you actually own them and move them from one game to another. Like right now, gamers, if they have assets with a game, it's the game that owns them. If the game goes bankrupt, all your assets are gone. I'm not sure if you guys are gamers. I'm not, but I know how it works. If someone owns asset, the game goes bankrupt, they're gone. Yeah. Or the game bans their account, they're gone. Now, that's not no longer the case. You own things on the web. And you can move around from different metaverses, different games. You can own your identity. You can own, as I said, real estate. You can own digital um, financial instruments. The, 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 you look at the physical world, look what you own in the physical world and see how it can, you can be replicated in the digital world. And people are doing that. Yeah. So now that you understand the concept of NFTs, you understand that it's a lot bigger than the, 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 the art and collectible hype we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean that. It, I agree that there was a huge trend with the collectibles and all that stuff coming out. You know, like the all the NBA. Uh, I don't even remember what was the name. You know, but all the NBA moments that started NBA selling. Yeah, Pumpshaw. those that started selling for thousands and thousands. Um, what I do, you know, kind of like devil's advocate here on, on my end is the practicality of some of those things, right? Like. I do understand, obviously, on the sense of like, oh, I want to own the collectible of this moment in, in history, right? Like, we're huge soccer fans, right? So, let's say final of the Champions League, uh, a collectible on that, that would be absolutely amazing to have, right? You are the owner of that moment in the web. That would be absolutely cool. But now, practicality on like virtual real estate, for example, like is 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 difficult to... To see why would somebody like to own a house on the metaverse and what's stopping somebody else from building a different metaverse with Great a bunch of other houses and then you're competing probably for the audience to see which one has more value and whatnot i'm guessing because it's probably it's still based as regular market on demand and supply right like the more demand you have the more expensive it's going to be all that stuff right Okay, so you know how you can post photos on Instagram? Let's say um, there's an Instagram account that posts images of animals. Let's say in the National Geographic. Why can't someone create the same account and post the same stuff or similar stuff? It's not too hard finding those images. Let's say something's not hard. On a new Instagram account. Why is National Geographic worth something, but a brand new account with the same photos is worth nothing? Yeah. The app is very simple. The same reason a website 
like facebook.com. If I call, if I create a website called bodybook.com, sort of face up or body, bodybook.com or facialbook.com, and I put all the same features. I copy Facebook. Copying a website is not that hard anymore. Facebook is a bit more complex. But I copy it or I look at a news website and I copy it. Why is my website worth nothing and the other one is worth millions or hundreds of millions or tens of millions or billions? Very simple. Adoption. How many people are using it? Let me say anyone can create a metaverse the same way anyone can create a website. Doesn't mean that many people will use it. What gives value to a metaverse? Adoption. What gives value to real estate? Location. Are you in New York? Are you in some in some desert in Morocco that no one cares about? If you build the same building in both places, the value will be astronomically different because one has a lot of people. If you create two different websites, one has a million visit visitors a week, one has nothing, you can guess where the, the value is. So if you have two metaverses, both identical, both with the same real estate, mm. actually have one crap one and one good metaverse. Let's say the good metaverse is empty because for some reason they didn't do good promotion, no one's using it. And the crappy metaverse, it's got millions of people using it. Where will the real estate be worth more? The practical one, because you're going to have more traffic and have more people visiting it. Yep. Um, so the same way anyone can create a website, anyone can create a metaverse. What gives it value is not the metaverse itself, it's humans, it's adoption. Yeah, I love this. Um, I think it's so interesting. I think like the next few years is going to be insane uh, in, ma in many ways. Also, I think there's a lot of opportunity for creators now, like the, the, the transition where, you know, you mentioned earlier when you put your work out there currently uh, outside of the metaverse, right? You might not be the owner of that, whether that's email, whether that's content, whether that's your show, whether that's those videos, right? Those things that we put out consistently out there. And now in places like this, uh, you could you can own all of that. You can own the digital location where you host something like what we're doing now. We talk about the concept of a platform, right? Like how do you bring people into your platform? I think uh, there's a lot there to say when it comes to uh, events, promotion, uh, rollout with brands, uh, your own, you know, content platforms. I think like, we, we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg on stuff like that. Uh, what is your take in for content creators, people or creators in general, right? That they can, they can now diversify a little bit the way that they do things. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of creative ways on how we see people and companies, um, executing on, on something like this. Like, what's your take? What have you seen so far? in uh when it when it relates to that there's a few ways an entrepreneur can look at this so first is the concept of the metaverse so people are dying to understand it i'm talking about things that for me are very normal like if i define to you the metaverse which i can do later most people will be fascinated if i define youtube no one's going to care because everyone knows about it not many people know about the metaverse so just educating people about the space, which is the lowest and easiest hanging fruit, is a good starting point for content creators. But for content creators looking at this Web3, and what is Web3? You know, Web2 is two-way communication, interaction. That's Web2 that we've all lived within. And Web3 is ownership, being able to own um, you know, various assets on the web. That's what Web3 is, owning your audience, owning your content, owning your, your, your assets. Now, why, why is that exciting um, for content creators? Well, just start to imagine about owning, like actually owning a video you post, not the platform itself owning it. That means you're free to monetize it however you like. You're free to keep the majority, if not all, the, 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 the returns they get from that content. Um, 
So there's a platform called DSO, Decentralized Social. It's like a decentralized version of Twitter. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're pretty big investors in that platform. And on that platform, if you, you can turn your content, you can post a video, and then you can turn that video into an NFT. And then people can buy the video that you posted, and then your video goes away from your page, goes to their page, because now they own that video. They own the views. They own everything within it. It's built into the platform. So it's giving new ways to monetize your content, like turning it into an NFT to be able to sell it. So now you can actually sell your content um, in a very seamless way. And you can own your audience without giving a big cut to a middle party, to a third party like YouTube, like Instagram, like Facebook. So these are the two interesting ways uh, to look at the, you know, the, the web three and how you can capitalize on it. Probably the third thing is this going to be gradually over time. It's too early now. There's going to be audience shifting there. The same way we've had an audience shift to, to YouTube in the early days whenever I was laughing at him. You know, there was a small audience there on Twitter. Um, and then adopting that audience, starting to post content there, positions you to be able to, to you know, be an early adopter, grow as adoption grows within that, um, that metaverse, whatever Web3 platform that ends up gaining traction. So these are the three things I look at. Educating people in the space within Web2, so Web2 content. Number two, starting to look at how you can monetize your content in different ways because that's going to shift massively. And then number three is just, starting to distribute your content on those web three platforms to reach that audience yeah uh, i find this very very interesting too i think there's a lot of opportunities something that you mentioned before uh might have gone a little bit under the radar right but you were talking about when you were talking about the value of these metaverses right like adoption now how do we get people to adopt these platforms and you mentioned you know one might have done a pretty crappy job at promoting their metaverse, right? How do you promote? There's a lot of mediums. There's lots of channels. And I think that that's an opportunity right there for creators, right? Because uh, you can potentially partner with some of these people that are putting these projects together, right? And you can start creating content for them, helping them promote, promote them X, Y, yep. and Z. And, you know, be an early adopter on the platform, um, I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm pretty sure you can get a cut of whatever it is that they're going to be making. I don't know how you guys are structuring deals in that thing, right? But I think it's a pretty, pretty big opportunity. For example, I saw on your page, right, and in your uh, nfttech.com, uh, one of the projects that I think you guys are investing, you guys are pretty big in uh, P2E, which is play to earn, if I'm not mistaken. And very big, one very, is, very big. Axie Infinity, right? Which I heard a lot. I actually heard uh, lots of things about this game. We actually had some close friends that they were trying to um, kind of like start a, <laughs> I don't know if this is the right term, but like a, a player farm where they would have like a bunch of people just playing this game and like yielding token what and all that stuff. And I was looking at a video of the gameplay because I was like, oh, cool. I, I like playing games. So I was like, let me see what, what it looks like. Honestly, I was like, it doesn't look that interesting, but just the fact that people can shit. make money, yeah, people can make <laughs> money doing this. I had, I see how attractive it is. And imagine if you were one of the first ones that started live streaming about this game, right? And you become huge promoting this thing, right? Like, I'm pretty sure the company might reach out to you and be like, awesome, let's just do a, a deal with this stuff. And not just that, like you being one of the pioneers, right? Early adopters into the game. You're educating just what you said right now, right? And now you're monetizing. You can take that content and probably monetize somewhere else. I think there's a lot, a lot of opportunities. But, you know, seeing it as 
from the marketing uh, point of view, you can partner with so many of these companies or even so many of these, uh, like not, not just the companies that are starting the, the games, but the, sco- the companies that are investing, right? Like for example, you guys, right? That you probably are looking to educate people as well. And yeah, again, there's gonna, there's there's a lot of opportunity in there that I see, and I might be having a difficult time vocalizing this thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned two two interesting things. The first one is you know what brings value to a metaverse is adoption. So how can content creators partner with the metaverse to bring it value? So I had a whole speech that I've done in a few countries about what brings value to NFTs, which I talk about NFT art and collectibles, and then metaverses. And the answer is the same: it's the story. So. Community is what brings it value, but how do you determine, how do you build a community? Well, communities rally around stories. If, um, you know, if I, if I go upstairs and I show you some pieces of art in this house, now they got, you know, each piece of art was, you know, I'm saying at a, at a, at a, there's a few investors here living in, in this place, and these investors love to spend a fuck ton of money on art. So if I went to them and, and I did this exercise, I'm like, hey, what's, you know, why do you like that piece of art? They started telling me the story behind it. They told me the story about other pieces of art. And I use that example to explain to them what brings value to NFTs and the metaverse. Mm. It's the story behind them. So, you know, CryptoPunks has a story. Board X has a story. Bitcoin has a story, you know, disrupting the financial system back in 08. That was their initial story. And the story matures. So when you start working with the metaverse, what is their story? What do they stand for? Each metaverse has a story because many metaverses are starting as a game. You know, there's one metaverse called Sidus Heroes that we're invested in, or another metaverse called Blocktopia that we're invested in. Uh, let me use Sidus Heroes as an example. Sidus Heroes' story is about a galaxy that people could, you know, uh, you know, go to new planets and explore those planets, build societies, communities. They have politics in there where you can vote for your minister, your prime minister, your president, etc. Your, 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 uh, you know, your board and all that. So um, that story is the story that. You know, scientists built, and they want to build a community around it, and they built a massive community now growing really quickly. So as a content creator, when you partner with those metaverses that are launching, tell them what is your story and start creating content around that story. Because, you know, to build communities, it's all about the content you create. Um, so that's the first point you mentioned, which is interesting, which is a, a good opportunity for entrepreneurs. Now, the other, the, other, the other point that you mentioned is play to earn gains. That one's fascinating, and then we call them player farms, which is a, a funny way, a, a funny term to use, which we used in the early days. Now they're called guilds, which the concept existed in gaming for a long time. Mm-hmm. Play to earn guilds, and now it's shifting to play and earn, which you know goes back to your point where you said that you know the, the, the games are shit. Yes, they are shit because they've just started. It's very early. It's very hard to build good games um, on a decentralized blockchain. You know, speed is difficult. And being able to build game mechanics, incorporating NFTs and Web3 in a game, that's a very new concept. So it's more complicated to create games with those mechanics and on, on the blockchain. So they started pretty crap. And the only reason people were playing them was purely, not purely. Initially, it was purely to make money. Mm. Then people started playing them because they enjoy it. They like socializing. They like you know, t- you know catching up with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it moved from play to earn to play and earn. So you play a game. To earn, but also to socialize, to signal, to mm. enjoy other aspects that we enjoy in our everyday life. So the game is becoming closer and closer to life or the game of life that we all live every day. Mm. So guilds, what they do is explain the concept of guilds. Is um, and I, I think anyone listening is a great opportunity for you. I think this is 
this is probably one of the most exciting things within the space. And we have a guild at NFT Tech called Goat Guild. Um, so guilds are essentially a way for um, people that don't have a lot of money to play those games. Because to play those games, you need to buy the assets. In Axie Infinity, you need to buy Axies, which cost a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. Now it's only a few hundred dollars. To play Cider's Heroes, you need to buy a spaceship. You can to buy a spaceship, buy weapons, buy a character and all that. So many people can't afford it. So guilds like our guild, Gold Guild, offers finance for these players. And now they have money, they play, they buy the assets, they play the game, and the profits are split between the guild, which is like a financial institution now offering loans, and the players. Now, why is that exciting? Well, not only are they growing in the gaming space, but as games evolve more, you know, and metaverses evolve more to represent you know, a digital representation of our life, many people can go to events in the metaverse, could build businesses, could socialize, could go clubbing, could date, could all do all the things that we do in the physical world, but do it in a virtual world. And guilds become, instead of becoming financial institutions for gamers to be able to buy and use those assets, now they're a bank for anyone using the metaverse. Now they're offering financing for anyone building a business. Mm. Anyone that wants to create content, wants to run an event, you go to a guild to get the money to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do in the metaverse. Maybe just buy clothes and show off. You get a, a loan for that. All on the blockchain, all decentralized. Guilds could become educational platform, teaching gamers how to play a game, but also teaching people how to build a business in the metaverse, how to operate within the metaverse. Um, so the guilds are becoming like a portal to the metaverse, something extremely exciting. And for content creators listening to me right now, I would look at partnering with some of those guilds. Reach out to me. Goat Guild is our guild. Goat isn't, you know, I'm the way the goat. Goat <laughs> Guild. We're looking for content, content, content creators, especially people that understand gaming because now it's, you know, in the early stage, it's going to be mainly focused on gaming before it expands into more. We're looking for content creators to create content for our guild, for gamers, because we see our guild beyond just a platform offering finance, but more of an educational platform. And for education, yeah. education is all about content. Wow. Interesting. So I have a, a few questions regarding like NFT tech, right? Uh, to just to like help people understand better, honestly, help myself understand a little bit better too, right? You just said you guys are acting in a sense as well as like a financial institution where you guys are like providing these loans, right? Uh, to, for example, the guilds. And then you guys are obviously uh, getting some interest from it. So are, are you guys kind of like a republic.co where is uh, some sort of crowdfunding for... Uh, for the metaverse and stuff like that, or or how does it look like? What what is it exactly? NFT tech. Yeah, you, you know what you're talking about, man. You know Republic. Respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, man, we yeah, had yeah. Chuck Petted here on the show. Oh, sick! Yeah, Republic is sick. I love the platform. I love the guys here. So so you know I, we know him well. I know him well. The, not me personally. The team knows it well. So give him a shout out. Tell him NFT tech gives you gives you a shout out. Um, yeah, absolutely. I love Republic, and you know it's similar. So the advantage that we have is that one, you know. We're planning to go on the stock market. So we're going to do a lot of the same things as Republic, and I'll explain that to the audience. But for people that want to enter the space, they don't know how to enter the space. They don't know how to buy those assets, what to buy, where to spend money. It's very easy to get scanned. It's very easy to have FOMO, fear of missing out, and put in money following the crowd, and then people dump on you, people sell on you, people inside. 
uh, it's very hard to get access early to deals. You know, private deals are impossible for the retail investor to access. So that's where we come in. We get all that access. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if people buy our shares on the stock market, they'll have exposure to the access we get. So in other words, we're kind of democratizing, we're giving access to retail investors to the NFT and the metaverse space. That's what NFT tech does. Um, so similar to Republic, we invest in a lot of projects privately. That's one. We incubate projects. I don't think they incubate projects. So we incubate projects. Uh, you know, they come in, they have an idea, they have a team, they've raised a bit of money, but they want to take it to the next level. So accelerate, incubate, it depends. Um, so we build those businesses. Um, and number three, we have our own guild. I don't think Republic has their own guild, as far as I know, unless they have it recently. But we have our own guild called Gold Guild, which I explain what that is. Uh, we launch other businesses as well. Number four, we launch other products and businesses within the space. Um, and back to number one, which is the most important one, is that we invest a lot. So we mm. invest privately. We buy land in the metaverse, which Republic does. We buy metaverse assets. Um, not much, you know, we buy NFTs, but not not a lot of digital art and collectibles. We think it's too hyped up right now. But we're we're really, really, really damn bullish on metaverse NFTs or metaverse assets because they have use case. You know, mm -hmm. a collectible it looks nice, looks sexy, great. But if you buy a spaceship on Cydus, you can build a whole business with that spaceship. Go to a new planet, start mining, start building your empire. People come in to play. People pay you to play. So you literally build your own city, your own world. So it's like the amount of money that's going to be made in the metaverse is going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be the next, the next billionaires. There, there's something. Okay. Crazy. By the way, I'm this with you. This blows my mind. Uh, I, and I think we're thinking about very similar yeah. thoughts right now i'm with you like i'm all in in this thing like i think the opportunity that is massive but i'm sure there's people listening right now it's like what are these like guys talking about this is insane like are you gonna build your own universe are you gonna go to another planet what the heck like guys so what what would you say to to the people that are like holy crap like this is this is not this is insane let, let me phrase that word. Let, me, let me phrase that question uh, real quick and like rephrase it a little bit too. Yeah, in, the, sure. in the sense of this sounds very like Ready Player One. I oh. don't know if you're familiar with that movie. Uh, so obviously for those that are not familiar, go watch the movie or read the book. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. It's a lot of fun. But pretty much people live in there. The whole economy, it's in there. Like they make money in the metaverse, right? And if you see reality, uh, it's kind of... Uh, a little bit apocalyptic, right? It, it's you, you see the real world and it's like altered down and stuff like that. So this is where I feel like I was going to, right? I, some people might be thinking, okay, if the whole economy is going into this metaverse, right? Which is, you can say it is not real and I'm doing like big air quotes in here. It, it is very much very real. It's happening, but it's not like, tangible in your hands or you're not growing crops in real world that then you can use to you know eat and, and, and fuel a whole society like what's going to happen with real life right mm -hmm. if a lot of people okay. are just diving into this stuff and, and building a life inside the metaverse you're you, you're too late um <laughs> for hundreds of years interviews were done face to face on a stage Yeah. In, in theaters, etc. When was the last face-to-face -face interview you guys did? Uh, a few months ago, probably. I don't know. Uh, I don't even remember more who was than the last a year, one. for sure. <laughs> yeah, more than a we're, year. We're in the metaverse right now. And metaverse is not Ready Player One yet. It's going to get there. It's more better experience. But 
I have three pairs of AirPods. There's one here, there's another one here, and there's one more upstairs. Always with me wherever I am in the world because I'm always tuned in. Instagram filters are the new makeup. YouTube is a new entertainment. Zoom is a new platform to do, you know, boardroom meetings. We're already living in a digital world. Just the experience isn't that immersive yet, but it's getting more immersive year after year. If you've tried Oculus, the, the goggles, you know what I'm talking about. People are dating online. People are, you know, seeing their loved ones online, especially through COVID is a perfect example of that. Mm. where what we consider real is a very subjective term because to you and to me maybe because i'm not in the metaverse uh, you know this is more real no you know mm. i'm a dancer so you can't dance in the metaverse at least not yet and you, you'll see what i mean but you know for the younger generation and they're always the early adopters their brain is learning that's why they're early adopters they're designed to adopt new things to learn new things for them they look at you weird when you say that metaverse is not real i'm like what do you mean i'm real i talk to real people you know, the, the yeah. son of the investor I'm staying with, he's like, my, my son dated a girl and and broke up with her. All on the metaverse, met her on the metaverse, on Roblox. Roblox has a currency. That currency, a few days ago, three days ago, three days, I read an article, it's worth more than the ruble, the Russian currency now. And it's in the early, early stages. So, and there's hundreds of millions of people that spend hours a day on, on Roblox, which is one of the bigger metaverses, centralized metaverse. And they're not even that interesting yet. They're freaking boring. And already people are spending hours and hours on them. People, gaming is blowing up. How funny, you know, years ago, people would say gaming, you know, uh, EA, you know, uh, um, esports tournaments will be bigger than, than you know, uh, mm -hmm. baseball tournaments or, or football tournaments, etc. Already there. It's the biggest sport right now or almost the biggest sport. That would have been laughable for, for probably laughable for us. I'm not a gamer. Yeah. But it's not for gamers. It makes sense. So what is real? Well, talking to other people is real. Now, if you're talking to them face-to-face, -face, that's not real. That's physical. Digital and physical. What we're moving is not from real to not real. We're moving mm. from physical to digital as well as a hybrid. Um, but when you watch Ready Player One, it looks like a pretty damn good experience. Now, it will scare us because we're humans. Humans are designed as a survival instinct to always be you know, worried about change. People of the world is going to come to and, you know, it's going to be horrible under the internet with Instagram. Yeah. I love my life. I love my life being on WhatsApp all the time. I love my life being able to meet anyone in the world without meeting them in person. I love that I can work in, at home butt naked, having my calls without having to go to the office and dress up with a suit. I love that I can close deals on the phone. I love that. I enjoy that. But there's times where you might enjoy the physical uh, experience of dancing with someone or shaking your hand. Then do it. And eventually when technology, when haptics and all that start to develop, the experience of the metaverse will become a lot more real. Again, inverted commas, will become more similar to the physical world and will become almost physical where now yeah. you can, you know, already you can wear gloves that allow you to feel touch. Yeah. That allow you to feel smell. And as they get more complex, you can actually dance with the girl and feel, because I'm, I'm imagining Pachata, and feel like you're dancing that girl. It, obviously, it's going to take a long time to get there. And I'm sure that by the time that happens and I start doing it, I'm going to enjoy it and it's going to become normal for me because I don't have to dress up and all that to go to a party with loud music, wait to dance with a girl and I have to travel to a new country to dance. I can just do it all digitally. And if the experience is the same, then it's what we call real. Because yeah. I'm sure you guys are real and we're speaking on Zoom, which can be considered as a Web 2 metaverse. And what, what the, where the hype is now is Web 3 metaverse. 
where you can technically and technologically own things. Yeah. It's a lot of information for everyone. This episode is probably worth listening to again to really understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because um, if you if you if you can go back to 1995 and 1998 and listen to an episode of someone explaining the internet, I'm sure you'll appreciate it. Yeah. Dude, I love this. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but this was so cool uh, to to dive in and um, yeah, we'll be definitely exploring a little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, something that stood out to me real quick. Oh, oh, something that make, stood out to me from what you just said. Can, can, can you let me talk? <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. You go. I've talked I, a lot today. I just see a lot of opportunity here for a lot of people, right? Like this is like a brand new wide open world that mm -hmm. everybody with whatever taste, whatever preference they, they got, there's something in there for them. And especially like if you, if you need to create, right? Like we, we lean hard into frameworks on like, how can you as a, as an individual can create, doesn't matter the vehicle, right? Like, cause right now we have like, like you mentioned, like this experience uh, in web two, like the podcast or the platform, right? But the, 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 the platform can change and it will change and it will evolve with everything that we've talked about today. So you as a creator, how can you take advantage of that? How can you like make yourself an asset how can you create and partner with these companies with this um with these new platforms to make sure that you can continuously do what you love which is create so i think all i see is opportunity and that was like my final reflection fancy before we head out i don't know you had something else yeah my something that really stood out to me is kind of like that change of perspective that is like not real and real but going from physical to digital but it's still very much real in both, right? Now, that being said, I, a side of me still obviously think that it's, it thinks in a little apocalyptic way, right? You know, I've read some sci-fi books and stuff like that one, and I think a lot of people might there's, think this way, right? There's some people, but there's you, names for those people. You know, ready, ready pessimists. Pessimists, I'm, I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty much an optimist, let me know. Hey, and I'm gonna enjoy the metaverse, don't get me wrong. If they come up with haptics and stuff like that, I'm gonna be living in there. Uh, I just, I, I'm gonna throw this out there. Whoever creates a FIFA that <laughs> that yields token, uh, please let me know. I will be playing. Hey, there. FIFA is in oh, oh, FIFA is in the soccer, yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, check out. There's a platform we're invested in. They're doing exactly that called Real Fever. They have a game you can collect moments and stuff. Real Fever, F E V R. Thank right. me, man. They're developing exactly what you want. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out because then I might change the career from podcaster to gamer, <laughs> you know, start start my own guild and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it really brings thoughts of, man, this is one of my all-time all favorite movies, but like Wally, -E, for example, right? You get the little robot and then you got all the humans in chairs not moving, just there. Uh, you get the Matrix, right? Like all the humans plugged. You got uh, one of my favorite cartoons, or Sword Arts Online. You got people living in virtual reality, right? And like crisis happening. There's so many things. And again, I'm nutty, right? How do we take care of, of our physical beings if now people are going to be obsessed with being in the digital world? Again, both are very much real, but we do no, that. We got to live a, here. Yeah, but there's, hey, try using an Oculus. Do the boxing game. It's the biggest exercise you could do. There's a metaverse <laughs> created. There's a metaverse called Kalo Run. The whole metaverse is all about exercising in the digital world. Let's Dude, go. We're gonna we're gonna have to. Physically, you have to move. 
Yeah. We're going to have to start Dude. streaming virtual reality games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mario, this has been a pleasure, man. Uh, we're so excited. Welcome. You know, obviously, Contents Profit is is your, your home. Anytime you guys have any news, any progress, let us know. And uh, we'll break it down here. So awesome that you were able to join us from Morocco. Anything else that you want to add? How can people connect with you? How can people find out more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, cool. So so I'm doing these podcasts to get the word out there about NFT tech. So nfttech.com. Uh, you can just ping us, learn about us. We're putting out a lot of content. And, you know, eventually, hopefully, you get exposure to the space through us. Uh, otherwise, you know, learn about the space, everyone. I swear, you know. Just don't don't let this slip. I promise you. I promise you. And I'm, I'm an objective person. I own businesses outside of crypto, outside the metaverse. So even if the metaverse goes to zero, I don't really care. I'm objectively telling you, don't ignore this. Yeah. Ponzi, anything? Uh, no, I'm already Googling real fever here. Let's, <laughs> Let's go play. <laughs> Let's go dive into the yeah. metaverse. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform and soon in the metaverse. Peace, <laughs> <laughs> Brosco. That is right. If today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.